0: This episode is brought to you by 2Before Performance Nutrition. 2Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2Before.com for 30% off 20 pack products and free shipping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The following is a conversation with 2023 Park Tutor grad, Sophia Kennedy. Sophia is a four-time All-State finisher in cross-country, Twice finishing fifth and twice finishing third. Two time national qualifier in cross country, finishing seventh at East Bay Nationals in 2021 and seventh at Nike Nationals in 2022. And three time all state finisher in track and field, winning the 3200 her senior year. Sophia is Indiana High School all time number five in the 1600 and 443.95 and number one in the 3200 and 953.69. Upon graduation from Park Tudor, Sophia made the decision to join the Cardinals of Stanford. During this conversation, we cover her start in the sport, deciding to go to Park Tudor, the role her parents have played in her running, competing on the national level, winning her first state championship her senior year, breaking 10 in the 3200, her training in high school, choosing Stanford, how the transition to Stanford has been so far, how her first year races have gone, and much more. Sophia is in the conversation for best distance runners to run in the state of Indiana. I enjoy getting to sit down with her, hear about the journey, From getting into the sport because of her friends, to setting the state record in the 3200, and now having even higher aspirations. Thank you guys for listening to and supporting the podcast. We couldn't do this without you. As always, hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Sophia Kennedy. All right, Sophia, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. How uh, how's the summer been? How's fall? How's training going? All that it's good stuff. It's been really
1: good. Yeah, um, the summer was exciting for me. Obviously, the first one before college, so it was nice to like hop into some training. Um, it was like it was pretty chill this summer. Built up my mileage, which was a lot of fun. Um, and now I'm excited to be here on campus. Today with my first day of classes, um, September twenty-sixth, which is uh, much later than I'm used to, so I've had a long summer, but yeah. it's been a lot of fun. Um, we spent two weeks in Colorado with our team, um, doing like a team camp, training, bonding, all that stuff, so but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be on campus now and getting into the rhythm of things.
0: For sure. Did this summer feel more like last summer of high school or first summer of college?
1: I think last summer of high school, because I, like, it was, like, a lot of just hanging out with my high school friends and spending time with my family at home, and, like, I didn't have, like, a lot of stuff to do. Obviously, like, no assignments yet um, or, like, internships or any of that, so definitely last summer of high school.
0: That's cool. Does it feel like you're in college yet?
1: Um, a little bit. Some days, yes. Some days, no. Um... I still call my parents a lot, so that's uh, <laughs> not feeling very collegey of me, but um, they appreciate that, and um, yeah, I think, I think now finally getting into the rhythm of classes and all that will, I'll feel more like a college student, but yeah, definitely,
0: yeah, are you, I guess maybe this is kind of a scale, but what percentage of you is a homebody, like, do you, do you miss being at home right now, or how are you feeling?
1: I don't so much miss being at home as I like miss the people. Mm. Um, I'm I love like traveling and like I like being away from home. Um, this is obviously like the longest period of time that I will um, have ever been away from home, so that's exciting and like I mean it's really cool because I just like have a lot to do out here and a lot of exploring to do. So um, uh, maybe like twenty five percent a homebody.
0: That's good. That's a good percentage.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm excited to be away. Like it's a new chapter in my life. I'm I'm ready to move on. So
0: definitely. Well, cool. I appreciate you doing this. I'm excited to dig into your story. We start off each episode with what's called tear talk. We rank our top three in a certain category. And so this week the category is completely random things that you own that you I guess the three favorite things that you own that are completely Mm -hmm. random. Uh, do you want me to start or do you want to go first?
1: Um, you go first.
0: Got, okay. so got two cats. Um, they're great. I was a dog guy all growing up. Got two cats, and I've been converted. Unfortunately, <laughs> the it's just they're so much easier. There, you definitely miss some of the friendliness and the camaraderie of, of a dog, but like what you lack there makes up in the ease of, of care <laughs> no other walk sure. you don't have to do a lot of different <laughs> things but for them we have cat ledges on almost all of our windows and so they can like jump up there and sit on it and watch we call it watching tv so just sit there and watch like, watch birds and watch different things <laughs> out the window um so that was That's a, really a, precious a great buy for them and then number two i have this giant water bottle it's like 128 ounces, I think, that has, like, marks on the side for the time of day. So it starts at, like, 7 a.m., and then it's 9, 11, all the way down to 9 p.m., and I, like, forgot I had it, and I, I found it, like, a couple weeks ago, and it's awesome. Like, you, I don't know, I, I go to, like, lulls in the day where I just forget to drink water, and this, like, keeps me on track. So it's been, uh, I got it on Amazon. If anyone wants one, you should look it up. Yeah, but...
1: love to check that out
0: it was a good buy for sure
1: <laughs> um
0: and then my number one my girlfriend actually just got this for me like a week ago but it's already straight to the top number one it's a so I I'm a big coffee guy we've got um an espresso machine are you a coffee drinker
1: not so much no not a big coffee okay. drinker I okay. might get into that now that I'm in college though
0: yeah for sure so Keurig <laughs> was like the big like quick coffee like the big breakthrough in quick coffee but nespresso um like makes espresso shots like it's you can get one or two mm. shots press the button um and I, she got me this tiny mug that fits perfectly two shots of nespresso coffee um it's just so satisfying every time because <laughs> you think it's gonna go over but it doesn't um How cute, yeah. so that's my my favorite random thing that i own so what about you that's awesome
1: All right, mine are in no particular order, but I think starting off strong right now, I'm gonna go with my bike. Um, I have not biked in like a long time and now I got one out here on campus and I'm like biking around all my classes and it's like so fun and peaceful and like, I love the outdoors. So definitely one of my favorite objects right now. Number two, similar to yours, would be my water bottle um and not because it like fits a lot of water it like motivates me or anything it actually has like a leaky lid and like only holds 20 ounces but I love it because I have all these cute stickers on it Hmm. and I would totally get a new water bottle but I don't want to have to replace my stickers that I love so much so that's one of my favorites
0: have you ever almost lost it
1: oh all the time I leave it everywhere it's it's really bad (laughs) Um, for sure I, I need to get on top of that but everybody always knows to get it back to me because of all the stickers. So yeah, that's a Good
0: point.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And then my last one is this little trinket that I keep on my desk that I used to keep in my car. Um, but it made its way out to Palo Alto with me. And it's um, this little toy I won in my stats class last year in a game. And it's like, um, I actually don't know what it is. It's like, it has like a monkey face and it's red. And then it's like, um, spiky and then it has this tail on it like I'm doing a really bad job describing it but I love it because it just like it just sits right there and I just I just laugh at it it's really cute um so that one might be my favorite the other two are
0: tied yeah uh, that was definitely random I like it
1: yeah um, thank you So our,
0: our second icebreaker so it's called car talk uh the gist of it is those random thoughts while you while you you have while you're driving um, going for a run whenever you're alone uh, my serious one for this week and I've shared like a kind of a version of this in the past but it's definitely been on my mind as of late but and maybe you're kind of experiencing this as you like building out your schedule and have different obligations and things but it's just so easy to let your schedule blend together um, in both the way that you think and your actions. And oftentimes it leads to not doing any of them as well as you could have, because you're you're thinking about this, we should be doing that. There's just so much overlap. So I've been trying to really like be where I am, be focused on the things that I have in front of me, um, do a good job while I'm at work, do a good job while I'm coaching, when I'm at home with family, with friends, just try to be as present as I can. So I'm thinking about that lately. A less serious thought, is uh, also kind of serious, but the holiday seasons are so close. Uh, I saw first time like this year seeing like Christmas decorations in a, a store this past week, yeah. which is crazy because we're still like three months away. But they're gonna sneak up, so I've been thinking about about that a little bit as well. Uh, so those yeah, are, I no, it's what I've exciting. Yeah, are you a holiday holiday person?
1: I love the holidays because it's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then my birthday's in January. So it's like the, the big three, all, all back to back to back. Um, what day in January? The 11th.
0: Okay, 29th. Yes. It's a good oh, month. Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah, great month.
0: How do you feel about <laughs> Halloween?
1: Oh, I forgot to list that one. I love Halloween. It's so much fun. Um, I haven't put any thought into what I'm going to be this year, but we'll see. That's usually, like, a, a week of decision for me. Some of my friends like to plan their costumes, like, a month in advance, and I'm, like, a last-minute Amazon order kind of girl, so.
0: There you go. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Have you been thinking about anything past couple of weeks?
1: Yeah, Um. I think, well, when I uh, was thir- first thinking of this, converse, or this uh, topic, I was kind of, like, shoot, like, what are my car thoughts? Like, most of my time when I'm driving is, like, blasting the music like singing <laughs> no no thoughts just just singing drake taylor swift like mount joy everything um Ooh, mount joy, that's so great. uh yeah i love mount joy great band um sure. so i was thinking of this more as like a like a solo long run thoughts um and one that i thought about a lot recently oh. is um like how i'm gonna make like a conscious effort to like really keep in touch with like the people that um I care about a lot and um I think like you know finally getting into a rhythm in college now is like well I keep saying that but um it's gonna like help me like plan time to like not only like continue to talk to my parents and my brother but like my friends and like how like um like I I want to keep you know um like doing a really good job at like reaching out and all that because like you know we all get so busy all the time and you kind of like think like you're just living in your own world but then I'm like you know these people that I've spent like 14 years of my school career with like are now scattered across the country and like I want to make sure that I'm um keeping up with what they're doing and like how we're all living different lives but like um can like collaborate on on breaks and all that sort of stuff so um I think that's really important I've been thinking about that a lot but um my less serious thought was I wonder if my dog misses me because I miss him mm-hmm. and I uh I hope I hope he feels that missing presence um
0: that's kind of a I sad thought it. to think about
1: <laughs> I know I know it is maybe that one's a little serious too but um yeah,
0: yeah. so I <laughs> so I, I lived in Baltimore for a year like a little, about two years ago now and the hardest mm-hmm. goodbye I made was to my dog like to my family's dog, cause I my family, I knew they were going to come visit. I knew I could call them and text them at any time. But the dog, you can't, like, contact them, you know?
1: Exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. I've been asking my parents to do, um, send me pictures. And when I my mom came out to move me in, um, I sent her home with, like, a little tree dog toy um, for my dog. So, you know, he probably has no idea that what that means. And
0: <laughs> Right. But, uh, you know, so it's a good spirit he- for me. There you go. To so your uh, to your serious car thought has, I guess now being away from your your family and friends, and not that you like don't care about some of the people that you went to call or went to high school with, but has it kind of made you realize like who you really do want to keep in touch with and like who, like really matters ultimately, like who, I don't know. Do you understand what I'm asking?
1: Yeah. No, I do. I do. Um. Yeah, I think that like um I mean I was so blessed in high school to have such an amazing group of friends who were also supportive and stuff so like the people that I was close with in high school like I think I've been communicating with a lot um but you know there are definitely are a lot of people who like were kind of just like passing faces in the hallways and like that I like knew but not super well that like I haven't talked to in a minute and and that's weird but um it's also like I guess maybe we weren't the closest friends in high school so like I don't really feel the need to like reach out all that much now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Olipop. Olipop is a healthy and delicious alternative to soda. Available in 14 flavors, including cherry vanilla, cream soda, and my personal favorite, classic root beer. Olipop combines prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanical extracts to support your digestive health with less than five grams of sugar and 45 calories in each can. Indiana Runner podcast listeners can get 15% off at checkout with code IRPODCAST15. If you'd like to support the podcast and are looking for a healthy and delicious alternative to soda, check out Olipop today. Yeah, for sure. Um, this is like a slightly random question, but like when you think out to the future, do you imagine you'll find yourself back in Indy or would you rather stay somewhere new in the country or where do you think you'll end up?
1: Yeah, I'm You're not exactly sure yet um i have no idea i mean i think the west coast is really cool and i don't know necessarily know that i want to stay in california but um like i i love it out here but it's also like you know a lot of my family is in indianapolis and um so it'd be nice to be close to them but i think like what i imagine myself doing is like living a chunk of my life somewhere else um right out of college and then you know maybe further down uh moving back to indianapolis but i mean i know indianapolis is always there waiting for me um but like part of the reason i went so far away to college is like because i wanted to experience something new and so i'm like it would also be cool to like you know work somewhere in a different city or whatever i end up doing in four years i have no idea yet um but yeah
0: that's that's a great point that like indy will always be waiting for you um Mm
1: -hmm.
0: yeah you can. You can always come home. You can't always go go away. Right, uh, well, cool. exactly. So we're gonna get into your story. Um typically start from the beginning. So how did you get your start in running? What were the beginnings like? What else were you interested in growing up? You play other sports. Uh yeah, what was the Yeah. Beginning?
1: I played soccer from when I was like four until fifth grade. I was really bad at it. Like really? really, really bad. Yeah. I, I, I can admit that now. I, I, I used to be really like into the soccer thing. And I was like, yeah, like, Oh, I play on a club team. Like I'm kind of good, but I was in like third grade. Like how good can you be in third grade? Right. I was really bad. Like I was the goalie and like, like why would you ever put me in goal? I don't know. <laughs> but um, I was the goalie. So that was something. And uh, towards the end of it, I just started to realize that like, honestly like going to these soccer practices and stuff felt like a little bit of a task like I wasn't enjoying it as much and I had some friends um who were like we're gonna join the middle school cross-country team as fifth graders and like you should do it with us Sophia I was like you know what like yeah I think it's I think it's time to switch it up try something new and so I really got into the sport because my friends were doing it um a lot of people think that like I got into the sport because of like my parents or something like that but I was just a little follower and I said, I'll do what my friends do. Um, and all of middle school was very, very chill. Like probably never really ran more than like two miles at a time. And, um, I mean, towards the end of middle school, I started to like do some more training stuff. Like I joined like the Carmel distance project and, um, had some fun with that, but it was, it was all very low key. Um, and yeah i mean just took off from then like i just realized that like i was having a lot of fun like originally just because my friends were in it that's why i thought it was so fun but you know as i continue to like grow as an athlete and continue to like um put more emphasis on like the my my training and stuff like that as part of my my routine like i just continue to find more reasons why i absolutely love the sport
0: yeah where'd you go to middle school
1: I went to Park Tudor I was at Park Tudor since second grade
0: okay. um yeah where Where would you have gone if you went to public school
1: I would have gone to Carmel um probably yeah um which would have been a lot of fun the Carmel like you know a big school is. it's cool it's the they have a good cross-country team so that's always enticing and when I was deciding where I wanted to go to high school, my parents actually gave my, I have a twin brother and they gave us the option of where we wanted to go. Um, and so I was deciding between Park Tudor, Brebuff and Carmel. And it, it really came down to Park Tudor and Brebuff. But um, I think Park Tudor is just where I felt more most comfortable at. And I am so happy i made that decision every day because I, I loved my high school experience. Like, you know, it was a small school and like, I mean, I think four years was perfect and I'm I'm happy to move on to something different now, but like, I was just really lucky to be able to surround myself with some really nice people, um, and like a, a strong, a strong community. So. Yeah.
0: yeah. What was it about part two that you really enjoyed?
1: Um, I mean, I really liked, like, I felt just very connected with like, not only all the other students, but, um, the teachers, like, I feel like I just had great, like student teacher relationships, um you know, they were all, like, very supportive, like, I, I never felt uncomfortable, like, um, like, speaking out in class, or, um, like, popping into their offices to ask a question, and, like, it was also really cool, because a lot of the teachers were very involved in student life, you know, a lot of them were very involved in, like, asking me about how my races were, and, like, asking me about the recruiting process, and um, so it was just really cool to see that, like, everyone seems to like really support each other and also other students as well. Like a lot of people that like, maybe I didn't talk to so much, um, you know did ask me about my race, which was really cool. And like, you know, I tried to reciprocate that by going to like all of the soccer games and football games and baseball games and whatnot and support the arts. I went to go, I was a big, big fan of the uh, the musical. I would always go watch that with my friends. So um, it, it was just a good environment.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So on the running side of things, you initially joined because of your friends. Um you started taking it a little bit more seriously throughout middle school. Was there a point or a moment where you're like, "Okay, I'm, I'm really going to dedicate myself to this. Like this is my my sport."
1: Yeah, I think I think my freshman year is when I kind of realized that like, "Hey, like maybe I'm I'm kind of good at this." Um maybe even like my sophomore year like I I kind of always like have just been running because like I just love the the competitive atmosphere of it and like it it always felt cool to like be able to like push yourself and like almost like have a feeling of like never being satisfied but like still like trying to find the little victories in it but like it's it's always exciting to like be able to chase for more and stuff like that so I think like probably like right when I started high school, I was kind of like, like, this is, this is my thing. Like, um, I I really enjoyed the process. I loved my freshman year team. I mean, it was, it was an older team. Um, but you know, everyone was like very supportive of me. I was, I was kind of like the little, the young girl that, um, was just so, it was so new and exciting. And it was like really cool to have like, um, role models on the team that were able to like kind of keep me in the sport and then you know all the support from them was like where I I figured out that like you know I really enjoyed this and I um wanted to keep doing it
0: yeah so you had a lot of success early on um did you know that you could be that good and how did you handle having so much success early on
1: I think um I like I did know I could be good partly because like I'd been running well, partly because like my parents were both talented runners, you know, my dad, um, of course, like, you know, all of his like American record holders, all that sort of stuff, um, like made me realize that like, I could have a future in this if I dedicated myself to it. Um, But, wait, sorry, what was the second part of that question?
0: Um, how did you handle the pressure of having so much success early on?
1: right, right. um, one thing that my parents always emphasized was that like pressure should mostly come from myself, and like pressure like is a privilege, which like i I partially agree with that that statement but um i it's i I think I dealt with it just because I realized like I don't want to listen to the outside voices because at the end of the day, like I'm doing this for myself because I love it. And because, um, you know, this is, this is my passion. Um, and so I just, I kind of realized that like anything that anyone had to say about me, like didn't matter because like, they, they don't know like the work that I've been putting in or like the story that I've gone through any like ups or downs or like, that's my story. And so, um, there's not, it's like worrying about pressure or like, expectations of other people like isn't gonna do anything positive like it's it's gonna be negative because you're gonna be running like for other people or like because other people expect you to do something but um it's just like important to realize that like if you're passionate about something or um yeah if you just enjoy it like just do it for yourself you know like I I feel like my my drive um and dedication has also come from myself like my parents never really expected me to like um, really have to like, like they never expected me to um, like do all the things that they like wanted me to do. Like, it was kind of just like a, if you're going to do this, like you're doing it because you want to. And Mm -hmm. there was never any pressure to like go out and train really hard. Like there would be some days where it would be like, freshman year winter and I'd be like like I just I really don't want to go out today and my dad would be like okay you know like don't like you know because if like if you don't love it it's not it's not worth continuing but you know I've just really loved it and like I enjoy going out for my runs even when the days suck because like I know it's going to make me better um but yeah just really just like not listening to outside voices is the biggest thing.
0: This episode is brought to you by Boo. As runners who are out in the sun daily, we need a reliable, effective sunscreen. Boo focuses on delivering real results by using FDA-approved ingredients specifically designed to prevent skin aging even under the most demanding conditions. Their innovative, scientifically proven skincare solutions are designed to work harmoniously with your active lifestyle, ensuring your skin stays youthful, vibrant, and resilient. Indiana Runner podcast listeners can get 10% off their order with code IRPODCAST at checkout. If you're looking for a sunscreen to support your active lifestyle and want to support the podcast, check out Boo today. Yeah. Has that always been the case? Like, have you always been pretty just self-driven and trying to block out that? I the outside think bars? so, yeah.
1: I mean, as I got like older into high school, it was definitely like sometimes where I got really nervous for races or even just workouts because it's kind of like um almost like a it was like a point where I was kind of like, Oh, like if I do poorly in this workout, like how will I do in the future? But, um, I've just, I've kind of like realized that like, it's like a cumulative thing. And so like to not put so much pressure on like each individual race or workout or run, like has really helped me like enjoy the sport a lot. Um, so yeah.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned your dad, obviously a big figure in the sport. Um, and I'm curious, I've, I've I don't know what the answer will be I'm curious what you have to say but like was, was there a lot of like misconceptions about like your dad's involvement in your running and then kind of on the flip side like did you feel any pressure to represent the family name and things like that
1: yeah no I feel like there definitely were some misconce- misconceptions and I uh, I think my parents did an amazing job at like trying to make sure that there was no pressure on the family name because they were like, you know, my dad has always been like, you know, you have a lot of similar strengths to me, like aerobic capacity, that sort of thing. And also some similar weaknesses. Um, but I'm also a different runner than he was. So I'm just going to go out and compete to my best ability. And like, we're playing the long game. So like, you know, maybe there's potential in the future for me to like be as good or better than he was, you know, com- respectively to whatever I'm trying to accomplish, Um but yeah, I I never really felt like there was much pressure from like my parents or even like outside voices. Like I feel like people just thought it was more interesting than it was like um like uh, pressure. Like people are just like oh that's cool that he's your dad. Not like they're expecting me to be as good as he was. Um, so yeah, I mean they've done a great job with that.
0: For sure. Um, how was the COVID year or the COVID season or COVID three years or? <laughs> the track was canceled how did that impact your
1: your career gosh that was like I keep forgetting that I didn't have a freshman year honestly (laughs) um track season and I remember like I was like outside kind of walking we had like a it was like a two-week extension to our spring break and we were supposed to come back to school after that and I got like the email that said like we weren't going to come back for the rest of the year I was shocked because I was like um oh my gosh like that's crazy like I'm not gonna go back to school and I didn't even think about the track season and my mom was like oh like I'm, I'm sorry you won't be able to like compete and I was like oh no I didn't even think about that <laughs> right. um, so it, I mean like it took a second to like realize what happened but um I just kind of like trained through honestly what a normal track season would look like like I ended up doing a time trial in a mile by myself like I would um sorry to any North Central people that are uh, listening to this, but I used to climb the fence at the North Central track and do some uh-huh. workouts out there. Um, no and like, I did like a, a mile time trial on their track. Um, I think I ran like 512. Like I was like doing good training, but it was definitely just different because it was all by myself. Well, I mean, I guess I did a lot of training by myself throughout high school, but um, definitely it was it was weird kind of competing without the the um goals of like racing um but it was also like it was a good like refresh and like I I think I'm I'm lucked out on the timing like my freshman year was like at least it wasn't my senior year you know where I was Mm -hmm. like at my my fittest um but yeah I guess I just kind of hunkered down trained track a little bit and then started up again on cross country and yeah that was it
0: yeah. So, what what was your training like in high school? What were some of the the staples?
1: Yeah. Um. It definitely went through like a lot of um, like different phases. I mean, early in my uh, high school career, it was like definitely lower mileage, like thirty miles a week. I probably got up to like forty five by my senior year. Mostly around like thirty eight to forty, but like a high week was forty five. Um, and like I, my, my favorite of all time were threshold workouts. My, I think it was maybe my junior year. I got like my VO2 max test and like, I would do a bunch of, um, workouts based on my lactate threshold, heart rate. And those were my favorite because I just liked the, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay running like based on splits or whatever, like I can do that well. And like, um, like pacing and all that but I just loved the feeling of like running to my heart rate because it was like a good day or a bad day it was having the same effect and like Mm -hmm. if um six minute pace felt hard like it I knew it was okay because I was like getting the proper effect of like what the workout should be doing for my body Mm -hmm. um and so like it, it was less stressful if I was running slower or faster like um I was I was still getting the same benefits which was cool but um I like to mix it up like I mean I'm I I I liked my 400s workouts like it was always fun to like rip something on the track a little bit um but definitely more the aerobic stuff was my favorite
0: yeah absolutely um so while we're talking about it jumping forward a little bit what does your training look like so far at Stanford
1: yeah um I've been at like 50 miles a week um dipping down a little bit we I kind of like held 50 for three weeks and now we're like getting into the competition season a little bit more. Um, and yeah, it's, it's still like early season, a lot of kind of more like tempo threshold, that sort of stuff. Today we did some a little bit more like quicker pace work, um, which was a lot of fun. Um, really the biggest difference for my training is just having people to do it with, which mm. is, it's really awesome. I mean, it's, um, I did pretty much all my workouts alone in high school, which was, I mean, it definitely like made me very gritty. Like um, I, I could push myself hard, but it's um, it's a lot easier to kind of like work off of other people. And like, I, I have days where like, I'm crushing the workouts and then days where I'm just, I'm getting dropped a little bit and I have a split second after the days I'm getting dropped where I'm like, Oh, like bummer. Like, why did I not stay up with them? And I look at my watch and I'm like, well, I'm running significantly faster than I was in high school with like, you know, half the amount of effort or, or something, maybe not that dramatic, but like, um, like I, it's, they've definitely like running with the team has helped me um, become a better athlete because I have people to like work with. And it goes over into racing too. Like, you know, people I've trained with, like, I realized like, yeah, I can stick with them. Like I can keep going in this. So um working on not doubting myself and that sort of stuff because like, my teammates all are all really talented, but like knowing that I can hang there with them is, is really cool.
0: Yeah. Has it taken some getting used to running with people after running alone? For yeah,
1: some? it has. Um, Sometimes I uh like, we have like this intramural fields that we do some workouts on in the grass. And um, it's like, it's a little bit weird sometimes like tucking behind people or like being like, okay, like I'm going to lead this rep a little bit. I mean, um, but yeah, it's, it's different, but it's it's better. Like I, I like it more. So
0: For sure. Um, I'm curious because you said that you like did most of your workouts alone in high school. Um obviously you had a very talented teammate in Gretchen. Um what, what was her role in your training and I guess what did your guys' relationship look like?
1: Yeah. Um, Gretchen and I did not overlap a ton in our training. Like we, we would do some workouts together every once in a while. Um, I mean, there were definitely like chunks of time where we would be working out together, but, um, a lot of times it was more solo because she played soccer in the fall. So Mm -hmm. she would do that while I was running and then run after. And then in the spring, like different events, like her being more 800 focused and me being more 3,200, um, focused, like we didn't overlap all that much um but when we did or like the easy runs that we would get to do together were a lot of fun because it was so nice to like have someone who was going through the exact same thing as you to be able to like talk about that with um it definitely like made it a lot less lonely or or confusing um because like I got to go through the recruiting process with her and we could compare notes on coaches we were talking to and talk about like these national meets and like you know it was it was cool because she got it like she understood like all that it took to get to where we were. Um, whereas like, you know, my high school friends, um, like my most of my friends were not runners. And like while they were like super supportive and um, you know, tried to make it an effort to like understand what I was talking about, they didn't always get it. Um, which was okay. Like I mean I had a good like they were curious, which was really cool. But like being able to talk to someone like Gretchen who like knew what I was talking about was just like very refreshing um and yeah it was fun to be able to race with her like cross country we definitely brought out each other's competitiveness which was it was cool like it definitely pushed us to be a bit better and then in track like being able to support your teammate like that um I mean I remember like watching her come down the straightaway at the state finals and I was like kind of by the war- um, check-in tent and I was just like hands on my head like so excited for her like <laughs> yeah. um like and I, I was supposed to be focusing on my own race and I just looked and I was like, Oh my gosh, like that's my teammate. I I've seen how far she's come. Um, so it was really cool.
0: If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast. In addition to other subscriber only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps book club episodes, the ability to ask my guest questions and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.